We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show. It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk. He's Vince D'Addario. I'm Sean Steyers. I got a, uh, a text from up above right as the show was starting and it's something i have no idea what the answer is (laughs) great so i don't even know where to go (laughs) but but here we are how you doing did you have a good weekend you know what easter Easter was good yeah easter was really good i mean i kicked off my weekend going to the movies with you so i mean that was awesome uh but easter was good you know it's Stressful as a parent of multiple children who are all, you know, younger for the most part. And then I've got some that are right on the edge of, okay, do we still let them hunt for eggs? Are they a little old? Not like, where do you cut it off? All of that. So, yeah, but it was good. I think the weather was obviously beautiful, so you can't beat that. And today was, dude, I almost, I almost flaked on you. I was sitting at a baseball game just chilling, enjoying the weather. And I was like, oh, crap, I've got to get home for the show. Like, it was beautiful outside. <laughs> I know. It's been great. The last- Yesterday was beautiful. Today is is beautiful. I almost can't believe that it's uh, early April in um, South Bend, yeah. honestly. like Seriously. It's supposed to be almost 80 on Wednesday. Like, I'm not used to this. <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? Yeah. I don't know who this guy is. Like... He went into witness protection for a while or something. (laughs) Vince hogged the popcorn. (laughs) I mean, I had my own, but I put a pretty sizable dent into it. That's true. I can, I can attest to that. He he put up, he, he, uh, he held off just enough to take, to say that he took some (laughs) home for, for, uh, for the kids. I did. I took some home and it is already gone. Like it was gone yesterday. The kids just dove right in. Because the best part about going to the movies, man, is like the popcorn. It is. You can't recreate movie theater popcorn in your house. I don't care what anybody says. You just true. can't. No matter how hard you try. Even like yeah. the, the microwave stuff that says it's supposed to be movie popcorn. It's not even close to movie popcorn. It's just popcorn. not. So, you, you, I don't know no. if it's just where it's at, the smells, the... I don't know. And I know it's terrible for you and I don't care. It's the best part about going to the movies. I, it, it feels like, doesn't it feel like they've uh, they've toned down some of the oil in the movie yes. popcorn in the last absolutely. few years, though? Yes, like, absolutely. Almost to yeah. a detriment, but yes. Yeah, I, I know. It's like, it's not quite as, like, 
completely salty and buttery as it used to be. And, but right. still good, still good. Yeah. Uh, so we will be in rapid fire. We'll be reviewing the movie Air that we went to see on Saturday. We'll uh, we'll do that. And so we've got that coming up as well as a bunch of other stuff in rapid fire. Today's main topic of the show is actually brought to you by Andre, who uh, suggested yeah. this topic on Friday's show. And I said, man, that is like way too much for just this show with all these <laughs> other topics that we've got right now. So we said, well, we'll push it to Monday. We can spend some time yeah. on this topic. And uh, I think it's a good topic to have. And that's why we're doing it today. So thanks for the uh, suggestion and the question on Friday, Andre. And uh, Derek is wanting to know how the movie was, ABC. You'll have to wait till rapid fire. That's we'll tell you. how it goes. That's what I just did there, Derek, was a tease. Yes. When I told you that we're talking about it in rapid fire, <laughs> you can stick around or you can download it later, I guess. But <laughs> we can't give away the grade right now. It's way too early oh. in the show. People check out, man. We can't have that. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie, though. Well, I think we were both pretty happy yeah. with it, but we'll see exactly where we go. With yes. Our grades. Yeah, I don't want to give because if I start talking about it, I'm going to give away like anything that I want to say later. So exactly, exactly, exactly. So the main topic today: which Notre Dame football players in each position group are we looking forward to seeing? Yeah. I'm curious to see how many duplicates we have here. There's I did try to come few. up with I did try to come up with some alternates in case you yeah. have, you know in case we do have the same. I mean, some of them are going to be unavoidable. Right. I would have to say, like the first one, for example. There's yeah, I, I just <sighs> quarterback. Is there any answer besides Sam Hartman? <laughs> no, there's not. And look, if if Tyler Buckner was going to be the starting quarterback, then obviously it would be him. I want to see, I still want to see where he's progressed, you know, how he has matured, how he has taken his game to another level. I think that is all legit, mm -hmm. but none of us have seen Sam Hartman in a Notre Dame uniform before. Exactly. Of course, exactly. that's who we're, you know, looking forward to seeing. I mean, that's, that goes without saying, it's going to be very interesting to see another, another number 10, to be honest with you. And they, they kind of look like brothers, if we're being honest. Like they look very similar to each other, you know, outside of football, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I'm obviously talking about last year's number ten and this the year's tattoos. number ten. Hartman They're... has a few more tattoos, but true. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if Drew Pine has any tats, but I was thinking like the face and like kind of the, no, the stubble right. I mean, and the beard face and like and size wise and the whole yeah. thing. They're, they're not that and it, and that did strike me at one of the practices we were at. I was like, huh. He wears number 10, too, and he doesn't look like if you just saw him on the field, you know, just like standing there in a uniform, you might not be able to tell them apart if they were standing side by side. Seriously. Not for the tats, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Seriously. Like, there's a big – so, of course, we want to see what he's going to look like. What What is he going to bring to this offense? I think, you know, I was listening to a different podcast talk about Notre Dame football the other day, and, you know, they, they were saying that, you know, nobody's going to bring more to the team than Sam Hartman. Well, duh, it's the nature of the position, number one. You know, of course he's going to bring the most to the team, but he's got all this experience that Notre Dame hasn't had in a starting quarterback in a really, really long time. You know, Jack Cohn had experience coming in, but not the kind of experience that Sam Hartman has. Yeah, not Hartman you know, experience. I mean, yeah. just a completely different player, too. I mean, we don't even need to get into that. 
But man, of course, we're all looking forward to seeing what number 10 can do on Saturdays. It's going to be great. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AGI a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune support system, but I hate taking pills. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, which is helping me kick my sugar addiction. In the morning before I get to work, I like getting something healthy in my body. And with AG1, I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves. It's very important for me to get my day started off with something healthy. But with my schedule, it's hard to prepare healthy meals. AG1 is a very quick way to pack my body with all that I need to jumpstart my day in a very healthy way. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing every morning. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. Win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com irish. That's athleticgreens.com irish. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I will say I am, there is some curiosity with Buckner for me just to see if he's going to be utilized at all. You know, everyone's talked about, you know, will there be a Buckner package and all that different kind of stuff. That's, that would be the biggest, you know, like, again, if we're going to go with an alternate, because just like you said, we've never seen Sam in Notre Dame uniform before. We've never seen him in this offense with these guys, all this different sure. stuff. And we expect him to, to absolutely take the offense to another level. But Tyler Buckner is still here, still competing mm-hmm. for a job. And so that would be my biggest question as we as we spin it forward to the fall, because assuming both of them are are fully healthy, we're going to get to see both of them here in a couple of weeks at the Blue Gold game. We'll get to have some comparisons, but will they use Tyler Buckner next fall? Yeah. Assuming Sam Hartman is the starting quarterback, well, you know that that's that would be my that would be my if that happens, I would definitely be anxious to see what that looks like as well. This time last year, we were fully anticipating number 12 versus number 10 in the blue gold game and what mm-hmm. that was going to look like. Instead, we got number 10 versus number 10 and it was 
ridiculous most of the time. <laughs> yeah, um, that's because true. Tyler Buckner hurt himself walking down the stairs. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully they've installed ramps throughout the Goog and we won't have to worry about twisting of ankles and things of that nature. And, you know, last year, Tyler Buckner was like the, the present on Christmas morning that everybody wanted to unwrap and see what it was going to look like. And it was just pulled away from us. Right. Like, like a, like a tablecloth from a magic trick, right? It was just yanked out from under us. And now you've got, okay, what is Tyler Buckner going to look like? What is Sam Hartman going to look like? There's a lot more intrigue at the quarterback position. If both of them are healthy, you know, in what, 12 days for the blue gold game, you know, blue gold game is going to be fun again. Like last year's blue gold game was just, I mean, what do we all take away from it? Steve Angeli is the next Heisman trophy winner because he led the, game-winning drive against walk-ons and fourth stringers you know like that was what everybody took out of the blue gold game right it was it was rough it was very very rough so I'm hoping this year it's just cleaner you got two guys that are both of starting caliber and to see what that looks like that's that's what I'm looking forward to so quarterback position is going to be fun yeah for sure and a uh no it wasn't this one it was this one. Joe says he'd be interested to see if Sam can transition to a pro style offense or if he was the product of the slow mesh. I mean, I think he talent, was successful. Talent. I think he was successful despite the slow mesh. Yeah. I mean, the slow mesh isn't going to make anybody good. I'm sorry. It's it's a gimmicky offense. You can either throw the ball or you can't throw the ball. And frankly, you put him five yards behind the line of scrimmage. I think he's going to have a lot more luck throwing the ball than he did when the guards were in his face. You know, like I, I just don't see how that is beneficial to throwing the football. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, we'll see. Yes. I I'm interested to see, but he's definitely not a product of the slow mesh. If anything that held either. him back in my opinion. Yeah. A lot of talent there. A lot of ability, a lot of skill. We're all waiting to see it. How about offensive line? This one, this one was the toughest to me to figure Ooh. out exactly like who I am most looking forward to seeing. How about you? Well, this was an easy one for me. Uh, okay. It's Billy Shrouth. I, he's the one that I want to see because I'm pretty sure I know what is coming from both tackle positions. I think I know what's coming from Zeke Carell. You know, I think he takes another step, but it, it's Billy Shrouth. I like watching him during the full open practice that we had nine days ago, you see, you see the bits and the pieces of him being an elite offensive lineman. And then you see the bits and the pieces of that. He's an early, you know, he's a young kid, right. And he's early. See, on that's why career. I'm not that excited. <laughs> you know, I, think, I think the maturation of him throughout guy, the season. I, I was watching a guy who was still figuring some stuff out when we were sure. out there. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I, I just think he's going to be a completely different player, you know, are we talking about the spring game? Is that what the question was, or is it the fall? I, th- you know, I, I can't remember exactly where. It, so I think the, if we're talking uh, original... fall, I think there's going to be a big difference in his play, especially sure. if he's plugged in as a starter from now until then. Like I think there's going to be a big difference. I can't remember if uh, if it was uh, a question about the season or just in general, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a difference because we're talking about, as as you just said, we're talking about spring versus, you know, a lot of development that should take place between now and uh, what is it, August 26th? Is that the is that the doubling game? Yeah, sure. Why not? End of August for sure. Comes earlier this year. 
I went with Joe Alt just to say, okay. you know, like my, my question and, you know, what's kind of got me excited about him. This is obviously a guy people are already talking about as a potential first round pick next year. So is Joe mm-hmm. Alt, we know he's good. Uh, yeah. Andre said that his question was more about the fall. So not even this spring. Um, yeah, so especially if we are talking about the fall, is Joe Alt ready to take a Quentin Nelson like you know step leap up you know just in terms of being a flat out dominating type guy right. and i realized quentin was a guard and not a tackle but you still know, though your point still, we're talking yeah. about a first round draft pick type guy so right. is is he ready you know to take that kind of step because again he's been really good the first couple of years but like first round guy are we going to see are we going right. to see that out of joel especially if it is next fall that we're talking about no, absolutely. And I, it's, you know, I, I, I do want to touch on this one from Anthony. He says, uh, curious to see how Blake moves after dropping the weight. He moves just fine. Like his feet are just fine. Right now, he's almost too skinny to play the position. Like he almost looks like a tight end who's been slid over to tackle. Yeah. So like I want to see from, from uh, specifically for Blake, does he take this frame and then put some more weight on it from a strength standpoint? Like he got mm-hmm. rid of the Michelin man kind of look, you know, like the, the little extra around the middle. Now yeah. he's looking svelte. Okay. Now it's time to add some muscle to that. If he does that, he's going to look like an Adonis. Like he's going to look really, really good as far as what a, a right tackle should look like. I'm not worried about his feet. I'm not worried about the way he moves. He moves just fine. Um, but I want to see him add a little bit more to that frame, but yeah, the that's, right that's way. the thing. That's the thing. If, you know, if they wanted him to have a little bit quicker feet and all that kind of stuff, that's one thing, but you still have to have, he does need some good weight on his yes, bones. He's, he's got to find a way he's got to kind of find that happy medium is mm-hmm. what he's got to have. And, you know, and again, like you're talking about summer conditioning and all that stuff coming up, it's going to look different for a guy like him. I would think that you want to have, more mm-hmm. solid mass on that guy between between now and August. They've got to again find that happy medium, get some weight on him so that he can still be physical at the point of attack and hold off some of those guys coming. Right. Out. Yeah, absolutely. And he like again, if he can put up the strength numbers a little bit more, if he can add that strength, he's gonna be I mean, you're gonna have legit bookend tackles. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's no doubt about it because he won't have any problem getting in the way of those guys and it's just holding them off at that point after he shed this weight how about running backs which is which running back are you most looking forward to seeing and again now we know that the question is specifically posed to the fall not necessarily sure spring so what do you think about this one well i cheated on this one and the reason i cheated one of the reasons that i cheated one is legit it's who i want to see but number two it's because it was like well i don't want to say the same thing as sean um, so I put Chris Tyree here. He's still listed as a running back. Now okay. he's, he's been working out with the wide receivers, but he's still listed as a running back. And so what is this transition going to look like? I still think we're going to see him in the backfield. I still think we're going to see him split out. You know, they're going to use him as like a slash back. Right. And so what does that look like? Is he going to be able to take this offense to another level because they're using him correctly. You know, he looked rough running some routes, uh, you know, on Saturday when we were there. And he's not 100% comfortable yet running some of those routes. Now, the speed was evident. He was running away from guys when we're talking about some of those crossers and some things like that. Like, absolutely. 
you know, but can he settle into more of like a wide receiver role? Is he going to be coming out of the backfield? Like, what is this going to look like with Chris Tyree? I think that's what I'm really interested to see. Some of the other backs, I know what I'm going to get. Like, I, it's not going to be, I'm not that worried about it. Like, I feel really good about the running back room. Yeah. I mean, Estime and Diggs, we pretty much know exactly what we're going to get. But right. the guy that we don't know what we're going to get is this guy, Jadarian Price. Sure. As Jeff and Anthony uh, have both said. And and that is, that's my guy, is Jadarian Price. He's the guy I'm most looking forward to seeing because we're not going to get to see him in the spring. And they're talking about, you know, being up to full strength by the time he's running a little bit right now, being up to full strength by the time the summer workouts come around, which begin in June and then kind of work his way up from there toward August. I, I really, you know, is there going to be any hesitancy, you know, like, sure. like that kind of stuff from him? Is, is he going to, cause he was talking when he, when he spoke at the media last week about, you know, there is, there is kind of in the back of your mind and, you know, like the first time you, he, you know, he really hasn't fully cut it loose yet in terms of running, but he is out there, you know, put the cleats on, get out there on the turf, on the field and, uh, and run a little bit. But, uh, you know, like what we got to see of him last year, obviously this is a guy who can be a huge factor in this offense if sure. he is healthy. And, and, and that's why I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him and, and what that looks like and, and where he is, it'll be what about a year and a half down the road from his injury. Well, not quite a year and a half. Cause I guess it happened in June. I was thinking right after spring, but it wasn't, but it'll be more than a year anyway, you know? So yeah, yeah. that's my running. That's the running back that I'm most sure. Well, what kind of niche can he carve out in this room? Because, you know, last year everybody was high on him and what he was able to do. And he was going to get a bunch of carries and all this different stuff. Well, Logan Diggs and Audric Estime still hadn't really come onto the scene. So kind of everybody was at the same level, you know, this time last year. Well, those other two guys had a whole season to kind of show what they had, right? And so I feel like they're coming into this competition, this running back competition, ahead of the game. I mean, I, it's going to be very difficult, in my opinion, for Price to really carve out away from carries from those other two guys unless he is just absolutely outstanding in fall practice and then throughout the season you know what I mean like mm -hmm. I just feel like Diggs and Estime have have kind of solidified what their role is going to be and then you add in Chris Tyree you add in Jeremiah Love when he comes in like well that's what people are talking about him in the in the in the chat you know like Love mm -hmm. is a player to watch and and uh, Joe said Love's going to be hard to keep off the field. And I mean, from a talent standpoint, we know it's there. I think the only question I was ha would have with him, and you know, this is uh, kind of uh, Dilo McCullough's non-negotiable, which it is for a lot of running backs coaches, and that's pass protection. You got to be able to sure. pass protect. You can't whiff in pass protection and get your quarterback killed. So, nope. like. Regardless of what skill he has, I think that that's got to be there first before you see him out there. Sure, you know, so, no, absolutely. So I'll, I'll tamp the brakes on him since we haven't got to see one speck of him in the spring so far. No, you're absolutely right. And again, this is a loaded running back room. And if you add Chris Tyree to that as well, who's going to be getting some snaps, you know, there's only so many offensive snaps for these guys, right? And you've got legitimately five guys that could run the ball for for Notre Dame 
five guys. That's a lot of right. guys, right? And that it doesn't is. even count. Um, 13, uh, help me out. Jabron Payne. Yeah, that doesn't even count Jabron Payne, who's going to be yeah. involved in the return game too. So that's yep. six guys that you could legit. I mean, who broke the long runs on Saturday? Jabron Payne. Jabron Payne. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a that's a lot of talent in one room. It's almost an embarrassment of riches, is what it, it is. is. So, it really how is. is that going to look? That's going to be interesting to see. Super chat from Anthony. We appreciate it, Anthony. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks, All Anthony. The time. Long timer. He's an OG. He's been around for a long time. By the way, while I'm thinking about it, smash the like button if you would. I haven't even mentioned that today. We, you know, you know, you know by now it helps that Irish breakdown. So just do it. It's easy. It's simple. It's right there. Don't cost nothing. Nope. Just hit the like button. Free. But we do appreciate it. And of course, subscribe, rate, and review, and all that other good stuff. Wide receiver is where we're at now. What do you think about this one? I mean, I. I feel like I got the low-hanging fruit on this one because I picked Tobias Merriweather. We've obviously heard a lot of great things about Tobias Merriweather from you know from the end of fall till now. Uh, if you read any of Brian's intel on the board, you know guys on the Doing offense, good things, Doing guys good on the things. defense. You know they're all yeah. high in Tobias and what he's able to do. And everybody has to keep in mind also, you know these guys are going up against some pretty stinking good corners in practice. And still having success. That is very promising and very exciting, right? I mean, we're talking about if we just look at a stat line, Tobias Merriweather is going to go from one catch, one touchdown to question mark. Like, what is that going to look like? Like, this is, this could be an astronomical leap, you know? And I realized he was injured. He probably would have had more catches, et cetera, if he didn't have the concussion and all of that. But he's looking to be the number one receiver right now. He's looking to be the alpha in that room. And obviously the Intel has been on the board for a few days now. So it's not like I'm giving anything away, but he's slowly becoming Sam Hartman's favorite target. Like Mm -hmm. how does that not get people excited? Like I want to see what number five can do with the ball in his hands, man. Like I, I I just have visions of, you know, three-step drop Chuck Tobias Merriweather, (laughs) boom, touchdown, like just deep go. Let's have it. Right. It's exciting, man. So Tobias Merriweather is my wide receiver. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's at the top of the list, but I, I had a feeling that you would say Tobias. <laughs> so I went it. with someone you just talked about, and that's Chris Tyree. I'm, uh, you know, yeah. like what you're, you're, I guess, more curious as to how he still factors into the running of the football. I'm curious what it looks like with him as a, I think, mostly full-time receiver. Yeah. Every time we've seen him, he's still been working out there. Again, they're going to do some different stuff with him. There's a lot of different stuff that he can, you know, he can do, whether it's out of the backfield, motion him, you know, from receiver to the backfield, motion him out of the backfield to receiver, all these different things yep. that they can do with him. And, you know, like you said, like the route running and all that stuff didn't seem to be an issue Hold, last Saturday. Holding on to the football a couple of times was an issue. And Sam Hartman just knowing – what, what you know what depth or you know how high to throw the football to a guy yeah, who is smaller sure. than any other receiver um, that was an issue Jesse, yeah an I mean, issue Jesse and I talked about this last week though like other than Chris Tyree the the shortest receiver is like pushing six foot one I mean they've got a lot of guys who are over six feet tall so I'm wondering if Sam Hartman is still just sort of you know like adjusting to okay now I've got the five nine guy and I've just got a <laughs> I've got a 
figure out, you know, where my release point is to get that to him a little bit more consistently, that kind of thing. But I'm really excited to see him and, and what he can bring be- just because of all the mismatches that he can cause, whether it's yeah. you know, out as a receiver or out of the backfield. Yeah, no, and there's mismatches galore just because of his speed, right? I mean, he's going to be matched up against a linebacker or a nickel or, you know, that kind of a thing. And, okay, like I I will take that matchup all day long, right? I mean, that's that's what you get excited about when you're an offensive play caller and, and when you're putting together an offense and, and, and scheming it and all of those different things. You're looking for matchups. Like that's where you want to exploit. I'm sorry, any matchup with Chris Tyree is a win for Notre Dame as long as they can coach him up properly and he can do what they're asking him to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd put him on crossers all day long. Crossers and, you know, chair routes, goes, like that kind of stuff, just where he can just use his speed. Just, hey, Sam, just drop in the bucket, man. Just yep. drop it in the bucket. That's all you got to do. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Jeff says for, of the receivers, he says Styles because he wants to see if he gets over the drops, plays up to his – potential and i do wonder if maybe you know with a little less pressure on him because more people are talking last year more people were talking about lorenzo styles i think going yeah. into last season there's Absolutely. more on him whereas this year i mean who are we talking about the, the two guys we just talked about came up first and there are still other good receivers in that group whether it's colsey or Jaden thomas or you know caleb smith like we basically haven't talked much about him at all this spring, the Virginia Tech no. transfer, you know, but what does that tell you about um, the depth though? Too? Yeah, exactly. You know, like if he was here yeah. last year, he's the no brainer. Number one, like the mm-hmm. no brainer. Number one. Now he's kind of, I don't want to say he's an afterthought because he's going to play. He's got a ton of experience. He's going to, he's going to be on the field you know, all of those things. He didn't stand out to me once when we were watching practice. Yeah. Right. He just didn't. And, uh, you know, again, I think that's a really good thing for Notre Dame. I think, you know, Colsey and Thomas and Styles, like if everybody can just raise their game a little bit from last year, this is a very deep room. It's a very deep room. And then you add the three freshmen who I think are going to have more of an opportunity to get on the field than they ever have in the past. You got a deep, deep room there and a lot of talent to play with. Yeah, for sure. Tight end is our last offensive group. Who are you most looking forward to seeing here? Well, I think we all kind of know what Mitchell Evans is going to bring to the table, right? I mean, he's he's a good tight end. I think he's he's the number one for a lot of schools out there. I think he's going to be a good number one for Notre Dame. He's just going to be steady Eddie. He's going to do his job. He'll catch the ball. He'll block well. I just think he's going to be, you know, as – as uh oh gosh what what was his name he, he is who we thought he is like you know it, he is who we thought he was right you know so Denny green yeah yeah thank you denny green <laughs> they are who we thought they were uh, so i think we that's what, hook. <laughs> great i think i think uh i you know i got that in my head uh so i went with the next two guys right so you had a choice between Eli Raritan and Holden Stays. Like those are the two guys that I had to choose from. I picked Eli Raritan. I don't know. It's really it's both of those guys is who is who I picked. Who's going to step up and be the number two guy? Are they going to utilize the number two guy more in the past game than they ever have in the in before? Because they just didn't. They were just there as blockers. 
to take up space. Uh, I want to see what the number two tight end can do in this offense and whether that's going to be stays or whether that's going to be Raritan. Those two are both extremely gifted in athleticism. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're freak athletes, right? They're not in the same mold as Mitchell Evans, so they can bring something different to the table. Mm-hmm. What does that look like in this offense, especially considering the tight ends coach is also the offensive coordinator? Yeah, I know. And the tight end position, I think, is going to be a curious one to watch this yeah. season, just just because of who you're losing and you know, some different some different kinds of guys. I think I picked two. One of them's the same as yours. The other one is not. Ooh. I picked Raritan and Kevin Bauman. Okay, basically, just because these are both guys that one, they're both coming off injuries. Bauman has had right. multiple injuries now and so i you know i hope that he doesn't kind of get lost in the shuffle we had someone asking uh, you know a week or two back well why isn't kevin bauman being talked about more well it's because he's still you know over there riding the stationary bikes yeah, right out. now he's he's, un, he's unable to practice right now because of his injuries and that's what i want to see what what both of these guys look like at their full potential bauman might be more of a you know second third tight end option depending on where you, you know, where you are in the field situation, sure. you know, package those, those, you know, kind of things, short yardage maybe as an extra blocking tight end or whatever. But as I've said before, when he was healthy two falls ago before his first injury, he was a, he was a touchdown machine during uh fall training camp when we got to see him out there, yeah. he was always showing up in the red zone. So even if that is, is only his thing, you know, as an extra tight end in the red zone, that would be great as well. So I just, it, uh, again, I like Raritan, I think surprised us a little bit as a blocker sure. last year. And again, I just want to see both these guys healthy and considering they are losing Michael Mayer, see these guys healthy and see what they're able to contribute. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously the, the entire room has big shoes to fill. I mean, there, there isn't a Michael Mayer in that room. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. He's kind of a generational type of player. And so what does this room look like? It's going to be, you know, success with numbers, I would think. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have multiple guys trying to fill the numbers that Michael Mayer put up. But even if you add them all together, they're not going to equal what Michael Mayer did. I mean, and to be honest with you, I don't want that to be the case. I don't want this to be a tight end driven offense, right? No. I, you, you've got to spread the ball I want the tight end. More. I want the tight end to be part of the offense. Absolutely. But I, don't want it, I don't want it to be the focal point of the offense and i don't think it's going to be the focal part of the Mm -hmm. offense i think we're going to get away from that now i think it was just ended up being that by default because of who you had at tight end and And who you had at quarterback right yeah Yeah, absolutely and i look if i put myself in drew pine's shoes i understand why he went to michael mayer a lot (laughs) you're gonna have a lot of success throwing the ball to 87 I get it, right? I get it. But I'm excited to see what this offense looks like without Michael Mayer, to be honest with you. Right. And Anthony, no, Raritan has not been practicing so far. Right. So Let's move to the defense. Start with the safeties. Who's the safety you're most looking forward to seeing? I have been a huge Xavier Watts fan from when he was on offense, right? I mean, I... I, I'm excited because I think this is the year he's going to break out. I think he finally 
is comfortable in a position. They've left him there for more than one season. He's been allowed to mature. He's been allowed to get better. He's a great athlete. He's fast. We saw him playing in the box a lot. We saw him playing back. We saw him kind of all over the field, to be honest with you, when we were there uh, before. I'm excited to see what Xavier Watts can finally do in one position. And he's going to start, I would think. He's going, I think he's going to make plays in the backfield. I think he's going to pick balls off. I'm excited. He's the only guy, to be honest with you, who I'm 100% positive is going to play a ton at safety. And so he's who I'm looking forward to seeing. I know he's going to play, and I think he can be a difference maker back there. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that he is going to be a difference maker back there. And, you know, like the more he's been back there over the last year, it's he's he's really his play has jumped up. Oh, yeah. Not even incrementally. Like it's come up (laughs) (laughs) quite a bit in a short amount of time. Yeah. So for sure, I I, want to kind of see that unleashed on everybody Mm -hmm. like and we know this is a position of need what's the rest of this position going to look like is it going to be that i i would think that it's got to be more than than ramona henderson dj brown and some sprinkles of thomas harper back there like you know marcus freeman talked at the start of spring about addressing it at the end of the spring in terms of do they go to the transfer portal for another safety i would think that they will still try to but Xavier Watts is uh, I think I think he's the guy everyone's going to be really excited to see when they roll it out in the fall. Yeah, and I you know, somebody said that they're looking forward to potentially seeing, you know, what Ramon Henderson can do because Xavier Watts is going to need a, a running mate. I, or, here we go, Anthony Henderson because Watts needs a running partner. Absolutely. They're going to need a number 2 guy to step up and be that number 2 guy. And to be honest with you, they need four. You need four safeties that you can count on all the time. Mm-hmm. So what's that going to look? What's the depth chart going to look like? I, I think you could pick any one of these guys that are fighting for the depth chart. Uh, somebody said you want to see Ben Minich and see if he's as good as the coaches are saying. He's an early enrollee freshman. Is he going to be able to get on the field? Of all the positions on the field, I think safety's a pretty good shot. I mean, just because of the depth, right? Yeah, and he's had some interceptions. He's had a pretty good spring, right? So, you know, I think there were some. I think it was a little bit rougher earlier, but it sounds like these last couple of weeks have been pretty good for him. So he could, you know, but again, it's like it's the spring versus the actual season. So, like, I'm not going to say I'm excited to see him in the season because I'd like to see him a little bit in fall camp and see see where that is, you know, because we'll get a theoretically we'll get a little bit better idea of the pecking order, you know, when whenever we get to get out there right. in fall and, and see one or two practices or whatever it ends up being. Well, and remember how high everybody was on Jaden Mickey in the spring last year, right? I mean, and, and look, he, exactly. had a, he had a pretty decent freshman year. I mean, he, he played, he didn't see the bet, you know, he had a pretty decent freshman year. He didn't have the freshman year that everybody was anticipating a year ago right now, right? Everybody thought that he was going to be the Benjamin Morrison of this class at, at that moment. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Morrison hadn't even stepped foot on campus yet. So, you know, what is safety going to look like six months from now? That's a good question, right? I mean, that's October, obviously six months. You know, that I think one of those spots is absolutely locked down with Xavier Watts. What are the other three spots look like and who's going to be contributing there? Huge, huge question mark. Yeah. 
Um, Anthony was also asking if there's an update on Clarence Lewis. I this wish. is this is yeah. I mean, based on what we've seen, that is that has not happened. Like Clarence Lewis playing safety, that has not happened. I think. I mean, I think we're talking more about Thomas as an option there yeah. than than Clarence Lewis. And they haven't asked us our opinion, uh, even though no. that would be the first thing that I would suggest to uh, Chris O'Leary and Marcus Freeman. It's like, hey, number six, put him in the back. Let's see what happens. I think you could have a lot of success with that. I'm sure there's a reason they haven't done it yet. I don't know what that reason is, but they have never said, yeah, we're thinking about that. Like that's never come from Notre Dame. That's right. only come from us. But there have also been a lot of practices where we have not been that out is there. So, and very we'll- true. Like this Friday, we will get to see our last five-period session before the gotcha. blue-gold game next week. So that's that's the remainder of what we're going to get to see. We're going to get to see the five periods, which I don't anticipate. You know, it's five periods and in stretching, <laughs> I don't anticipate right. seeing much. And then we'll see the blue-gold game. So, like they they could be experimenting with it from time to time. And sure, just not saying anything, but. Right. As far as as far as our eyes have seen, it's not happening. I do want to address Joe's comment here. He says, "Hopefully, there isn't this idiotic notion that Ben can't Ben Minich can't see the field unless he knows the entire playbook. If he's only comfortable with ten plays, put him on the field for those ten plays. It's That's never offense. been an issue on defense. Yeah. Like, does anybody remember Kyle Hamilton? He didn't have a clue what the entire playbook was when he was a freshman, but they right. put him out there and just said play, and." He was able, obviously, to do that. So, never been an option. Never been an issue. He got to play more. He got to play more free as well. Correct. As no, absolutely. Just, like because they would put him play in there field. in the in the three in the three safety yeah. set with Elliott and, right. and Gilman. Yeah, and just let him play center field. And maybe it comes to that with Minnick. I mean, you still want to make sure that, that that the guys you're putting on the field are sound with whatever their assignments are, because again, you blow an assignment, it's a touchdown. So. Yeah, it's a matter of I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's ever been an issue defensively, though. Yeah, like I think. But know. the other thing is, like, just because the guys had a, a, a you know a good couple of weeks in spring, let's also let's true. not let's not go too you know too far too fast with with Pump what we're brakes. expecting of him. Yeah, Pump the brakes. I'd like to get our eyes on it a little bit, right? Which is tough, and but you know, again, like we'll get to see some of that when we do get the blue gold game. We right. expect that we'll be able to see him out there. Should so. be fun. So from that aspect, I'm at least looking forward. You know, there's there's some things to look forward to with the blue gold yeah. game. So yep. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How about corner? This is an interesting one. You can either go all in on one guy or maybe there's a diamond in the rough that you've got in there so which which way are you vince well i am actually going i don't know if it's diamond in the rough per se but we just told everybody to pump their brakes yeah, diamond in the rough might not be the right <clears throat> yeah i know so you're gonna go straight to christian gray right darn right i am because <laughs> and i don't know you know how much opportunity he's going to get i mean if he forces himself onto the field he's going to play right i mean i think we can all agree on that 
But you've got two pretty freaking good corners that are going to be starting. Like you've got right. Ben Morrison and you've got Cam Hart. Like two elite corners. Two yeah, elite corners. Where's he going to play? Right. So he may come in to spell one of those guys. You know that kind of a thing. Like, but he it's going to be tough for him to get on the field behind those two guys. It, it just is. And you know his best opportunity, I think, is going to be his sophomore year when you've got Ben Morrison on one side and potentially Christian Gray on the other. So. Yeah. I think you could see him hopefully rotating in, maybe get a series, like that kind of a thing, you know, give these guys a blow. But I'm still excited to see if he can be that guy because corner mm-hmm. is a pretty loaded position as well. Can he leapfrog some of those other guys as a true freshman and be able to be that give relief guy? It's not going to start. I mean, unless there's an injury, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see him starting, but I want to see him on the field. Let's see what that looks like. But it's also a great problem to have because think Absolutely. where this position has been over the last few years oh, and to be yeah. in a position where you've got that kind of guy who could be pushing for time. Great right. problem to have. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. And I, I don't I don't disagree. Like, he's the one that I'm most <laughs> curious about. Right. I mean, Ben Morrison, like when we, what we've seen of Ben Morrison is he has just picked right up where he left off yep. last fall. As so, advertised. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to see more of that you know maybe thomas harper because he's a guy we haven't talked a whole lot about that you know this this spring i was about to say fall but this you know this this spring we haven't talked a whole lot about him again we haven't got to see a whole lot but that you know that's more as a nickel type guy um whether it's thomas harper clarence lewis was playing out there a little bit Jaden mickey was playing there some i mean yeah yeah you know what yeah what is nickel going to look like that's I think that's a pretty broad topic to touch on too. You know, how are they going to do and that? You're going to put safety there. I think it's next week we get to talk to Mickens. I'm trying to remember exactly okay. when that is. So that'll there'll be some some interesting stuff potentially to come out of that in terms of how that's looked. This sure, point. absolutely. And as as Joe pointed out very astutely, you know, you obviously have USC. You're going to have Ohio State, where you're going to need some lockdown corners. You're going to need some guys to step up, and you're probably uh-huh. going to need more than two, right? I think we can all agree on that. They needed Fair. more than two against USC. They didn't have it, and we saw what happened, right? And so you're going to need three, probably four, uh, against those two teams. Now Ohio State's breaking in a new quarterback. Oh, USC isn't. So. Uh, it'll be very interesting. But I think by the time they get to the USC game, I think we're going to know what we have in the Irish secondary. And I think we're all going to mm-hmm. be pretty happy about it. Yeah. And I mean, by the time that you, I mean, it, that USC game is not going to come that far after the Ohio State game. Correct. So, yeah. It's a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. A couple of weeks. And Big difference between I, this year and last year, how the schedule sets up. I really do think that the, a lot of the talk going into the USC game is going to be like, okay, where is this game going to be won or lost? It's going to be USC's pass game versus Notre Dame's secondary. You know, who wins that battle is going to win that game. I, I really do feel like that's going to be the talk. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun, frankly. Yeah. How about defensive line? Who are you looking forward to seeing there? So defensive line is pretty much wide open, right? I mean, there's a bunch. I, this is the one I had to think about the most. I a lot think. of options. A lot of, a lot options, of options. And I just can't get Brian's voice out of my head from Saturday. Jason Onye. Jason Onye. Did you see Jason Onye? Did you see what he just <laughs> did? 
No, I wasn't watching. But did you see Jason Onye? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like he is ascending in a very good way for this Notre Dame defensive line. And I want to see it. Like, I didn't, I was not paying attention to Jason Onye during, uh, during the, the, you know, the entire practice that we were there. I'm going to be paying attention to Jason Onye to see what he can do in the spring game and then moving forward. Can he be of an important piece of this defensive line moving forward? I, that's who I'm excited to see. Uh, I think so as well. Like, I, I guess what I'm most curious to see, you you used the word ascending, and that's like, is is this ascendance going to continue or is it just a spring thing? Because it's it's happened in the past where sometimes it is just a spring thing, you know, because again, like Jaden Mickey, he contributed last fall, but he, he was one of the spring stars last year. And, it, you know, it ended up Benjamin Morrison being the actual star during fall. So that's what I, you know, from, from Onye, that's what I want to see. Like, is, sure. is it, is it going to continue? Does it continue into fall camp? They really need him to, you know, because it can't just be Howard Cross. They're going to need that extra guy. So it would be awesome if he is ready to get going. Other than him, I just, you know, kind of went with the Ohio state transfer, yeah. Javante John Baptiste. Cause you know, Again, like we we saw some solid things from him when we were yeah. out there last week, and he's you know maybe a little bit under the radar because he didn't come in with a lot of fanfare. Like the biggest part of the fanfare is oh, you see, he's it's a defensive end transferring from Ohio State, sure. but he didn't have a lot of stats that came with him. But just based on what we've seen in a short amount of time, he's really got my curiosity peaked as to what you know the the potential could be for him out there. Well, and he's kind of reshaped his body a little bit. I think he's gotten yeah. stronger. I think he's not the same guy that he was at Ohio State. I'm sure that Ohio State is going to look past him when they play them uh, in week five or whatever it is of the season. And yeah, I think, I think look, I think he's going to have an opportunity to lead this team in sacks when it's all said and done. I think he's got a quick twitch motor. There's a reason he got recruited to Ohio State in the first place. He just got buried. And, you know, he, I think he's going to have an opportunity to do something fun for Notre Dame. Now, I don't think he's going to be like the only guy. And then if they stop him, they stop the defensive line. I think there's going to be, you know, talent throughout. I think you're going to see different guys do different things throughout the season. But, yeah, I think he adds a an element that was missing from this defensive line specifically for 23. I concur. Last position that we have to go through is linebacker. This one, I, I, I'm jumping on the fan bandwagon on this one, <laughs> and I'm going with Jalen Sneed. We, we've heard a ton of good things about him. I was so bummed out that he didn't practice when we were there mm -hmm. for the full practice. Like I was mm -hmm. really looking forward to seeing, you know, what everybody's been talking about, you know, from all of our intel, right? I wanted to see it in action and we didn't get to see it. I think he's going to be special this year. They're going to have a really, really hard time keeping him off the field. They need to have him on the field. You want him on that field. You need him on that field. Um, no, I, I think he's going to be, we're going to see some athleticism at linebacker that we haven't seen in, in quite a while. Uh, and that's going to be in the form of Jalen Sneed. So that's who I want to see moving forward. Yeah. I agree with that. I'll go Nolan Ziegler as my pick, just yeah. because he's he's shown up in some of these nickel and dime type. 
packages. I think that he's a guy with the athleticism that he has, and it, it sounds like it's starting to click for him that that he could be a factor sure. out there. And that's what that's. I think everyone is really anxious to see these young linebackers. Obviously, Snead is the one that most people talk about, but Nolan Ziegler is really. It sounds mm-hmm. like he's you know gained some ground from last year as well, and just based on when he's been out there in the spring. He's showing some of it. He's, you know, like pretty, pretty quick twitch and he's got some speed and can do some different stuff, whether it's coverage or get to the quarterback and all that kind of stuff. So I'll just throw Sneed in there as mine. Yeah, I think he's Ziegler. Sorry. You know, I think he's kind of carved a niche out for himself, maybe in that nickel or dime package. You know what I mean? Kind of uh, I'm not saying that it was my pick uh but you know Bo Bauer kind of carved out his niche in some of those sub packages you know early on in his career and I think this is an opportunity for Ziegler to to kind of be that guy um so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be I mean look we're all excited about all the young linebackers and what they're gonna be able to bring to the table but there's only again there's only so many snaps right there's only so many snaps on a defense to get these guys in the game we know JD's going to play. He's going to start at Mike and he's going to be it's going to be good. Like he led the team in tackles 2 years ago. You know, he's a good player. He's going to be good. We've I I've heard good things about Kaiser and what he's been able to do this spring, right? And so, you know, again, there's only so many snaps for these guys. Marist is probably going to play much to the chagrin of, of many people, and I get that. Uh but you know, what's that going to look like? What's the rotation going to look like? Big question mark moving forward. Will there be a rotation? <clears throat> yeah. That is a big question. Yeah, going absolutely. Forward. People want to see that, I think. And it's like, all you got to do is mention linebackers because now everyone's just going off oh, in the yeah. chat. Of course and I get are. it. And there's a lot of young linebackers we all want to see. Like, they can't all be at the top of the list. So, right. You know, Kali is another one. But again, like, he, as of right now, doesn't play the right position. <laughs> you know, it's like... Because you were just talking about Maris, you know, because because I've said before, I would rather see Kaiser play inside, but that's Maris Leofau's position. I feel like Kaiser is better off there, but then what are you going to do with Leofau? I don't know. And yep, seems like the position coach slash defensive coordinator prioritizes that. So I just we'll see where it goes. We'll yep. see where it goes. And he wasn't with the linebackers at all on Saturday or the Saturday that we were there. I mean, it was pretty much being left up to you know the um, the grad transfer not grad transfer graduate assistant that came in from Alabama he, he's pretty much the linebackers coach so I'm wondering how much say he has and who does what and what that rotation looks like you know
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.